Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. Circumstances do not make the man, they only reveal him to himself. Epictetus Hello my fellow Stoics, I'm really excited to be talking about this particular episode today because it deals with something that I personally have been going through in the past, uh, I would say, you know, since this entire Stoic journey. And we learn a lot about Stoicism and its impact on our livelihood. And to be quite honest, sometimes it can be a band-aid to certain situations throughout our our lives. I keep hearing about this um, one way of thinking, particularly with people in relationships where they will you know, begin to um, not really showcase love and affection toward their significant other um, as a means to say, oh, well, I can't experience passion anymore, or I should be free from passion. Or a lot of times, um, another thing is, uh, instead of taking on some issues that they're encountering in life, they just say, well, it's out of my control. Um, They use it to some degree as a crutch. And that's the core thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode today. And it deals a lot with mental health. Uh, A lot of psychologists will say that stoicism is a fantastic tool to utilize to deal with life's sufferings and traumas. And overall, any mental health issues that you are dealing with, like depression or stress, anxiety, and those kinds of things, However, when it's done improperly, it can actually hinder you in your ability to actually be a better partner for your significant other, be a better person for your friends and family, and also be a better person for your future self, the one that you are building today and every day. And the biggest thing that I wanted to point out to start this off was with ego being the biggest enemy. I think we've all know this uh, this quote by Ryan Holiday, you know, um, ego is the enemy. And not only that, but ego is also the common denominator to all of life's uh, personal sufferings, not external sufferings per se, but internal sufferings. Why do I do the things that I do? And when we take and peel back the layers of who we are, we begin to realize that ego kind of protects you from actually understanding the issues that you go through in life. So, for example, why can't I show love and affection in a relationship, right? If your significant other points this out, oh, you don't really show love and affection as far as uh, physical touch, right? Oh, that's one of my love languages is physical touch. And a lot of times, the Stoic will just 
uh, primarily be like, well, you know, this is something within my control, so I will try to to do it. And and but the thing is, there's an issue, there's an underlying issue with that that we need to realize, understand, and then resolve. So, for example, why don't ask first ask the question, why don't I present love and affection in terms of physical touch? Why don't I crave that as well? Right? And one of the big things that we can we can start off with is, well, did I receive that from my family growing up? Did I receive that? Did I receive a constant love and affection in the form of physical touch? And what we see from um, psychologists is that children who did receive love and affection from their from their parents and their loved ones, it will more than likely turn out to be as an adult, you will desire that as a form of love and affection. And when you haven't received that kind of love and affection, you it's not that you will despise it or anything like that. It's just it will feel unnecessary to you. However, we also have to recognize, though, that as the Stoic, we can't really say, well, I guess I just don't need that. I can't seek outside validation to make myself happy. However, we are human first who have emotions, who have needs to maintain a healthy life, a healthy mental life as well. So did the lack of love and affection in the form of physical touch actually impede you in being able to self-soothe or seek soothing from your significant other? Now, that's, that's the big question that you have to ask yourself. Because how else do you soothe yourself if not in the form of love and affection? Whenever you're feeling sad or when you're feeling happy, how do you express it? All of that plays a role into your overall love and affection and how you present it to people and also how you accept it from people. You have to remember that Stoicism is not just a practice as far as um, just letting go of things outside of your control. I mean, yes, you can look back to your past and say, oh, these traumas impacted me in a particular way, but I can't change the past. Therefore, I cannot do anything about it. Therefore, it is out of my control. However, the trauma that you took from a child into your adulthood, that is completely within your control. Being a people pleaser, for example, when you grew up, were your feelings validated as a child? And you can say, oh, well, I understood my parents they're going they were going through a tough time at that time you know and it was just i know understand that it was difficult for them to manage all of that and and that's why i feel for them so i understand that well you can understand that but look but you didn't answer the question did you grow up having your feelings and what you thought validated because if you didn't, what ends up happening is, as a child, you learn to cater your emotions to your parents' emotions. But what does that end up doing as an adult? Well, you end up becoming a people pleaser. And if you go into the corporate world, what you end up finding out is you end up trying to 
predict your manager's emotions, for example. You end up trying to predict how happy or gauge how happy your coworkers are with you. You are already trying to seek control. That way you can react appropriately. That way you can get the proper response because that's what you were trained to do as a child. Now that's people pleasing, right? And and you end up losing yourself when you continue down that road because then it becomes, well, who am I? And what are my feelings? Nobody has ever validated them. And now as an adult, I don't validate them because I am now trying to cater my personality, my reactions and all that stuff to other people. And this is all on the subconscious level. That's the interesting part that we have to remember. This is the part of mental health that as Stoics, we need to understand. We need to use Stoicism to reveal those things. Why do I do the things that I do today as an adult? And not only that, but how do I resolve it? It's not just, well, I can't control the past. I can't change the past. Of course you can. But what habits, trauma, tics, um, personality traits did you take from being a child of trauma into being an adult? Because when you can understand that, you can then make proper decisions to become a better person for yourself for your significant other, for the workplace. And how you go about doing that is putting yourself in the mindset of the child, you as the child. When did that trauma take place? Now, you have to sit back and tell yourself, when did this happen? What was the core memories associated to that? And you have to honor what you felt as a child. You have to think back in those moments and say, it wasn't right for me to cater my emotions as a child to my parents or to family members or maybe even as an adult. You can end up becoming a people pleaser because you did that in the workplace. You have to put yourself back in that mind space and then honor the feeling. I did what I wasn't supposed to do that. And you know what? Go through all those feelings too. You know what? I should have been angry. And you know what? I feel angry for that moment in the past. Even though I can't change it, I've accepted it. But I do feel angry for what had happened as a child. And then when you move forward from that, you can then look at yourself as a child, right? You, the adult now, looking at your childhood self, and you speak to that child, and you tell them, like, it's okay. You didn't deserve that, but your feelings are valid. And you kind of have to resolve. You have that's how you resolve the childhood trauma. That's at least one step, right? You have to resolve the issue, the core memory associated with that. Cry it out if you need to. <laughs> but that's a part of mental health with stoicism. You can't out you can't stoic your way out of this. You can't just say well, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't change the past. You can't change the past, but you have to re reveal that past to your present self so you can be better today. That way you can change the neural networks in your brain. That way you can actually create good habits. Because remember that we are creatures of habit. We are not 
just creatures of, you know, I set my mind to something and then I do it. Like, no, we are creatures of habit. And if you have been instilled with habits from childhood trauma, you need work to break down those uh, past habits to create good habits today. And that's the way to do it. Uh, and, and like the quote for today, circumstances do not make the man, they only reveal him to himself. In the circumstances that aren't really going that well throughout your life or or if you're running into troublesome issues throughout life, that circumstance doesn't make you. However, your reactions are very revealing. And you have to capture that, re that revealed action and think, why did I respond that way? Why didn't I honor the way that I feel? It could even be as simple as uh, little ticks that you have. For me personally, I grew up in a quite large family. I had five brothers and sisters, and and I and I was the oldest. So you can imagine the amount of privacy that I've had. So for me as an adult, because I have been with my family constantly, twenty four seven. I feel like I never really had a moment to myself. I feel like I don't really have time to be alone, right? And not only that, but now as an adult with my significant other, now that I'm living, with, I've been living with her for eight years now, and I've come to realize that I feel like I can't be alone, not necessarily because I was used to it, but because I was always denied, I was always denied being able to properly be alone. So now as an adult, I used to deny being alone as a necessary way to grow internally, to be alone with my thoughts, to recharge my social battery. Because it's, it's not enough to just say, well, I had a big family, so that's the reason why uh, I don't like to be alone. But why though? Go a little deeper. When you go deeper, you, you will come to realize, in, in my case, I wasn't allowed or presented with the opportunities to actually be alone and now as an adult it's not that oh well, i grew up with the family so i'm just used to not being alone no it might it just might go a little deeper than that i wasn't allowed to be alone therefore as an adult i don't present opportunities for myself to be alone see then that's that's the bigger and deeper way of thinking now it can present itself in also other instances. I didn't really, I don't really like um, taking baths, right? That's not really a thing that I used to do. I do it nowadays, but back then I didn't do it. Why? Because I was never, I, I was never actually granted the opportunity to have privacy. My, my brothers and sisters would be knocking at the door or just messing around with me and trying to get my attention and stuff like that. I never was presented with that opportunity. And you know what? Capture those moments in your mind when you, as an adult, are put in the position that you weren't allowed to be put in as a child. And think about that. Because when I was uh, taking a bath uh, in, in, in my home with, with my fiance, she stepped away. You know, we were hanging out for a little bit while I was, while I was uh, soaking in the tub. And she stepped away. And there was something in the back of my head that I noticed. And I kept thinking to myself, is she, gonna, is she around the corner? Is she listening in to what I'm, to, to what I'm doing in, in the bathroom? Is, you know, she going to pop out at any, at any second? The thing is, the reason why my mindset was going to that was because as a child, 
I always had to be on edge. And I noticed that even when I was relaxing, I found it interesting that I couldn't actually relax because as a child, I wasn't allowed to relax in that manner. Now, these are the types of things that every day you need to recognize as a stoic. Those circumstances that you encounter, if they're not benefiting you, if you know you could have reacted a better way, if you've gotten to an altercation with, uh, with somebody or your significant other or your friends and family, like, why did I have a pet peeve or like, why did I react that way? Hold on to that memory and think deeper. What caused that as a child for me as an adult to do this? Why am I always anxious? You know, why do I feel like I, for example, uh, some people who can't take their life by the horns, right? And then come to come to realize, or they're very passive, right? Where they're always counting on their significant other or their friends to decide what to do for the weekend. They don't really contribute that much. Now, why is that? As an adult, you can just say, well, I just like to go with the flow. I like to go with the wind. Well, go a little deeper. Were you allowed to make decisions for yourself as a child? Were you given choices to be able to decide what to do as a child? Were you given the choice to react negatively emotionally or positively emotionally? Were you granted the opportunities to decide what to eat, where to go, what to suggest, your thoughts, your opinions? Were you granted that opportunity? If not, well, then there's one little key part to why as an adult, you can't contribute to your own life. You instead hang on to other people's opinions and what they think and what they would like to do and what they feel. It's because you were never given that opportunity to do it. Now, does that serve you as an adult now? That's the next step. Okay, I've identified a core memory that, that caused me to react this way as an adult. Now, it does that serve me? And you can think to yourself, well, no, that doesn't serve me. Okay, now think back to yourself as that child. Kind of reframe yourself. One, that wasn't right. I should have been allowed to do that. And then after you've um, addressed that trauma, it doesn't have to, by the way, it doesn't have to be dramatic trauma. It can be everyday little things that you weren't allowed to do or that you were neglected of that impact you as an adult because and then created the habit for you as an adult so now now that you've revealed that to yourself now as an adult you have to sit back and say to yourself all right then now now that i've addressed that what would what would have been normal i would have been allowed to you know express my opinion that should have been right for me to do Okay, my feelings, if I had an opinion on what I wanted to do over the weekend or what I wanted to do with my friends, what contri contribution I should have been allowed as a child. Okay, address that. Address that part. I should have been allowed. Okay, so now you know that it's right to be able to do that. So now as an adult, you can then sit back and say, okay, well then every single day I'm going to create a good habit. Every single day, I'm going to make a decision based on what I think what I feel, and I'm going to honor that feeling, and I'm going to make myself feel good about it. At the, at the end of that decision, you have to tell yourself, good job, Daniel. Good job. 
you made a decision for yourself. You have to create good, positive habits for yourself. Reward yourself. And, you know, look in the mirror and say, good job. You made a decision for yourself. If you are an anxious person, do the same thing. Figure out what situations cause you to be anxious because it could just be very well, uh, um, very significant situations, right? That cause you to be anxious. Okay, think back to a child. What is a core memory that you remember that like traumatized you? And then honor that feeling. It's okay to have felt that way. It's okay. Or, you know, it's okay to have gone through that and whatnot. And then you can say, you know, if your parent was the one that was supposed to take care of you, then you say, I'm going to also honor that feeling too. Mom, dad, you should have taken care of me in that moment. Honor the child and your inner child. And then, and then tell the child there, it's okay and it's going to be okay. I understand what happened and I'm going to be better because of it. And now you can address it as an adult and say, this thing causes me to be anxious. What am I going to do better because of it? And the thing is, when we're wrapping it back to the whole ego topic, a lot of times when we address these internalized issues or these um, uh, habits, these bad habits that we have or these tics or whatever you want to call this, this trauma response type of thing that you have, this reactiveness that's not benefiting anybody, the ego will sometimes sit there and say, oh, but I understand it. No, no, no. Rug sweep yourself. It'll try to um, uh, warp the reality of what was. That way you don't have to change. That way you aren't forced to look at yourself and think negatively about it. That wasn't right because it's, it's, it's difficult to sit back internally and say everything that I've been doing up until that moment because of that trauma in the past is wrong and I shouldn't have been doing that. That is tough to do. And not only that, it's even tougher when you're called out for it. It's even tougher when your significant other or your, or your boss or your friend, a really good friend, or, or another family member or something, and they call it out. Because then your ego says, there's nothing wrong with me. Why are you making it an issue? Like, sometimes, again, that's the circumstance. That doesn't make you who you are. But they should reveal you to yourself. You should sit there and say, you've noticed that pattern for a while now. Okay, I'm going to have to dig deep on that. You got to let go of your ego. You got to tell your ego, dude, shut up. Stop trying to protect what needs to be changed. Stop trying to protect what is no longer serving me. That's what you need to say to your ego. And you need to let it go. You need to let your... Control the ego because we are always creating habits. We are always acting based on habits. If we want to be excellent people, if we want to be excellent Stoics, we need to let go of the ego and address the issues. And again, you can't Stoic your way out of any of this. You can't say, well, I can't, I, I can't change the past and whatnot. You can't change the past, but if you're not resolving the past, it will forever be a habit that will prevent you from being excellent. And that's what I have to say about today's episode of You Can't Stoic Your Way Out of Mental Health. Now, before I close off today, 
I did want to just say thank you guys for supporting the show, and I didn't want to let you know that we still have exclusive content coming out from the Stoic Sage podcast. Uh, in addition to the two weeks, uh, two episodes a week, we will be releasing exclusive weekly episodes that discuss topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. And this will this exclusive content will be available to those who sign up via the link in the bio, and will be completely ad free and unfiltered. You're tremendously supporting the show by by signing up, so I really appreciate if you guys did. Also, new Stoic merch has been coming out. If you are a coffee lover, you will love this new merch that just came out. (laughs) So I really look forward to that. And I, again, thank you all for the continued support thus far. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.